Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. It's Wednesday, which means it is time for the bookmaker to the world. From Boyd Gaming, Mr. Bob Scucci. That music is representative of the high we are all on as members of the Favorites Podcast, Bob Scucci. Chad, what's going on? Listen, uh, we have got a huge show. We're going to talk about uh, the live podcast that we did. Um, We are going to talk about the prop winner. We are going to get him on the phone, the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. You and I reviewed every one of the... uh, There were hundreds of submissions, and we went through all of them. And uh, came up with a winner. There were a lot of really creative entries, and we're going to give props to everybody, um, pun intended. And uh, then we got to talk about the games. We got to talk about what the market's doing. We got to talk about where it's going. We got to talk about what people are doing, what the sharps are doing, you know? Um, First, for a few minutes, let's just recap the glory that was the live episode of The Favorites last night. At Foley's in Manhattan, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. I know I said it's Wednesday, but we're recording it on Tuesday afternoon. It was at Foley's in Manhattan. It's on 33rd Street, right across from the Empire State Building between 5th and 6th. They were phenomenal hosts. I encourage everybody to go to Foley's when they're in New York. It is an incredible bar, great food, great drinks, great space. Um, You know I was nervous about filling the place. I'm always nervous about these events. I'm an author, as you know, and I've had these events where literally, like, there'd be two of us who wrote a book and one person show up for a book signing. So (laughs) I always get a little nervous about this. Um, But the entire team did an incredible job. Uh, Let me just give shout outs to, obviously, the Matt producers, Matt Ford, Matt Hevia, Uh, Matt Mitchell, who is one of our audio leaders who's in the office today, he was like the uh, warm-up act um, at the show. He was fantastic. Alex Hyacinth, Antonio Enriquez, Connor Davidson, uh, our video and audio team. Um, Connor Nolte was helping to sort of organize merch for fans. Uh, Alex Kuntz was helping to organize merch for fans. It went, uh, it went great. Everyone did an amazing job. We had like 200 people there. We were turning people away, Scooch, turning people away. That's unbelievable. It was stunning. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I was there. I do too. So the bad news is that we didn't get to do anything that we had planned to do with you just because technically it it just ended up not being possible. It got complicated. Um, yeah. But I will say you were missed. 
Like you were totally oh, missed. You. There are people who have been listening to the podcast since it was behind the bets on ESPN. And so many people said to me, I just love Scooch. I've been listening forever. It's a Wednesday staple for me. I love the way he laughs. He makes me so happy. All of that. Wow. That's high praise. Thank, it, thank you. Thank it, everybody. Really, really, really was. Um, hold on one sec. And uh, I am responding to our um, props person. Hold on. He's emailing uh, me okay. right now. And I'm letting him know when we're calling. So uh, it was an amazing event. And um, you were definitely missed. People like to hear your voice. That's nice to know. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's also encouraging. We can just do it again. Like, and next time maybe we can do it when you're in New York so you can appear and it can get people more and more excited. Yeah, for sure. I am less afraid to do it again just because, uh, you know, of the, uh, my entirely irrational fear that nobody will show up. (laughs) I mean, it's not an irrational fear. It's a real fear. It is a real fear. I will be honest. I hate like, having to be one of the reasons people show up places. You hate having to be the reason they show up? Like one of the reasons why they would come somewhere? Like some people like get excited to be the center of that particular moment. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Wow. Which is weird for someone with as big an ego as me. <laughs> it is. I don't love it either, though. I don't like the... I'm, I'm, I like to... I'm, I'm more anonymous. Yeah, and yet here we are doing this podcast yeah. week after week. Yep. It's unreal. Um, but we will do another one. We will do another live pod, and uh, we'll invite a lot of people, and hopefully they'll show up, and you'll come too. Okay. Scooch, there, let me tell you about some of these people. There was uh, People came from all over the country, by the way. They came from California. They came from New Mexico. They came from Arizona. They came from uh, Massachusetts. I ended up going out to dinner with two fans from Massachusetts like at 10.30 last night. Uh, we were shutting down the bar where it was at, and I was really hungry. And I said to um, a couple of the guys that work at Action, I'm like, hey, I'm going to grab dinners. Anyone to come with me? And a few guys came with. And when I was leaving, like these two fans started talking to me. I'm like, listen, I'm starving. I'm going to dinner. If you guys want to come, you can come. And this couple from Salem, Massachusetts came with us to dinner, and they were fantastic. Oh, how great. They were great. So much fun. Um, <laughs> Unreal. One woman, honest to God, one woman came up to me. Her husband works for the federal government, and she, uh, they had planned to come to the podcast together. They had gone to Africa. They had no Wi-Fi, and they listened to every episode of The Favorites on their trip to Africa. And so they were coming to the podcast together. He works for the federal government and they were shut down and then they opened. So he had to end up going to work on Monday, wasn't able to take the day off. So she came by herself with a copy of one of my books and said, I'm doing this for my husband. I promised him I would get the book signed and get a picture with you and Blackjack, who, you know, I host the Friday podcast with. How nice is that? She looked at me and she goes, it's the year of kindness, right? Holy cow. <laughs> that is unbelievable. She goes, also, if I do this, we're going to Maldives. 
Uh, also, we had set the over-under on women at the podcast at three and a half. I think we were at five. And that's women who are not women who are not related to anybody associated with the podcast. And right. uh, three of the women came up to me and said, I'm here because my husband made me come, so you guys would have more than three and a half women at the podcast. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was a great show. Uh, I am truly appreciative of everybody that came and the Action Network team that, um, that pulled it off. Uh, special shout out again. I got to give a special shout out to Connor Davidson, who does so much work in our office and is a true MVP. Um, he works on an I'll Take That Bet show. He works on so much stuff we do with video. He works on just about everything. And last night, I thanked a whole bunch of people and, um, somehow completely missed him. And so I am trying to make it up to him because I've been in that spot and feel awful. One year we won a national magazine award at ESPN and the editor got up and thanked every member of the senior staff except for me. Oh my God. So I feel... They always wonder about that, the award shows, you know, like yep. you, when you miss somebody. So. Who gets forgotten, right? Yep. All right, listen. Uh, we are going to call the winner of the prop contest in a few minutes. It was really challenging. We're going to do the prop contest, then we're going to talk about the games at the end. Um, really, really challenging. Oh, my God. The, the level of creativity in these entries is astounding. Here's one from a guy named Matt Bobel. Matt Bobel, right? His prop was about, um, it's, it's, and I love the names, it's all in the family. And this was, uh, how many people will Tom Brady kiss on the lips um, if they win another Super Bowl? And he sent in pictures uh, of Tom Brady kissing people on the lips um, after the game. Wow. <laughs> you remember that one, right? Yeah, yeah I, I remember them all. I, I, I was, it took me a while to, uh, to load all the pictures, and, but, but once I got them, I just laughed. He said it uh, at four and a, four and a half. Uh, wife, father, kids, and Bob Kraft are given. So then it just becomes who's next. Like, and then he sent a picture. Here's Tom Brady kissing his dad. Here's Tom Brady uh, kissing his son on the lips. Here's Tom Brady kissing Bill Belichick on the lips. Sm here's his mom on the lips. Smack, smack Bill Belichick right on the. They are fully locked right here. <laughs> this is insane. Oh my god. Oh, my God. Were they real photos or were they Photoshopped? They, those are actual real photos? I don't know if Matt Bobo has, like, Photoshop capabilities like this. <laughs> um, give me one of your favorites. I think I know well, what it is. Well, my, fa my favorite was the Scooch Roulette. I mean, that, that one really, and if there was a way that I could do it, I, I would actually say that I, I would have wanted to put this one up because it was a layout and it was based on the, the player to score the first touchdown. And each player was like a different square, like on a roulette wheel. And he had all the odds. Uh, some of the players were in red, some were in black, so you can bet red or black. And, and you know, the top section, middle section, and bottom section, you got two-to-one odds. I thought it was fantastic. Let me, I, I just let me wish, set the scene for a second. Let me set the scene. So it's yeah. uh, Ted DiRienzo uh, wrote, I'm a big fan of the podcast. He even spelled your name right. Um, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Always wanted to enter the contest, and I think I have a good one this year. In appreciation of its transition to the Action Network and Favorites podcast, I propose the Scooch Roulette prop for the Super Bowl's first touchdown score. First touchdown score. The full version would have a roulette-style layout 
with bet options for groups of players to score the first touchdown. Each player is just like a number on the roulette wheel. So you can bet on red, black, each column, group of six, top, bottom. And he actually submitted illustrations. So like red minus 110, Sony Michelle, C.J. Anderson, Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds, etc. Black minus 110, Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, etc., etc., etc. Green plus 550 is the field and none. Like, go ahead, now continue with your um, explanation. Yeah, no, no that, yeah, you, that, that, did, I, that, did I take I mean, it all? Uh, no, that, that, yeah, that was the entire um, concept. And, and there's just the limitations, like I mentioned last week on, on the show. Uh, sometimes I'm at the mercy of whatever I'm able to put into our, our system to take wagers on. We can only post, like in each prop, we can only post one winner. We don't have the capability of posting like multiple winners. And this would require, you know, uh, you post the first half, the bottom third, you know, there's too many, too much to post. Yeah. Just, just great. Um, loved it. Here's another one that I loved. Are you ready? I should say that, yep. um, I, 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 I just want to give like as many entrance shout outs as possible because I love the creativity that people send in. So I apologize for listeners if they're like, I just want to get to the winner, but people deserve to be heard on this. Um, Keith Lentini, who I actually emailed when he sent this in. I'm like, dude, I don't know where we're going to end up, but this is fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Keith Lentini. Do you remember this one? Yes, I do. Do you have the email in front of you? Do you want to read it or should I? Uh, you, can, you can read it. Okay. Super Bowl 53 is a Pats-Rams rematch of Super Bowl 36, making it a back-to-the-future game. In the movie, Doc Brown teaches us that time travel is only possible by generating 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts! <laughs> of electricity through a lightning strike. In Super Bowl 36, Brady and the Patriots began their game-winning field goal drive in the fourth quarter with 1.21 left on the clock. Back to the future one prop. Will lightning strike twice and the Patriots begin a scoring drive with 1.21 or less left on the clock in either half? Uh, In the movie, Doc Brown sends Marty McFly back to the future knowing that lightning would strike the clock uh, tower on November 12, 1965. No, 55. um, 11-2-55. Back to the Future Prop 2. Will Kyrie Irving... Num- uh, that one I didn't like as much. Let's stick to number one. Uh, we almost chose this one. Yeah. Tell me what's happening. Well, I, I mean, the, the prop itself is will uh, Tom Brady uh, mount a game-winning drive with 1.21 seconds or less left on the game clock as he did in the first uh, rematch, of the first match of these two teams. So essentially, that's the prop. The, 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 the reason, one of the reasons we, we chose not to use it was the whole thing was in the explanation. I mean, if you just saw a prop that said, will Tom Brady mount a game-winning uh, drive uh, with 121 or less uh, on the clock, it wouldn't really get the whole concept. So we would have needed like a lot of room on the board to explain what exactly uh, the, the prop was, the Back to the Future prop. And also, I don't want to get sued by Robert Zemeckis, but you know that's <laughs> another factor. But but it is a brilliant, brilliant prop. Oh my god, it, it was so good, so smart. Uh, I like. I'm going to hire this guy. He's so creative, Keith Lentini. Um, the general themes for props this year 
were age, like everybody was making a prop between Belichick and McVeigh or Goff and Brady and their ages, uh, and government shutdown. Will, you know, X be longer than the government shutdown? Right. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of Tom versus time. I can't, I, I can't. All different props, but they were all named Tom versus time. There was a, quite a few of those. Uh, here was another good one from Dan McKenna. Uh, over two and a half years until the Scoodles are headlining halftime of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm going way over two and a half on that one. Way over, but that was a good one. Yeah, I liked it. That was from Dan. <laughs> Dan McKenna. All right, Scooch, we are bringing in now the winner of our Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest, the 10th annual contest. This is our 10th winner. His name is David Taylor, and we are catching him at an airport. He just got through security. He's giving us 15 minutes before he gets on a plane because my sense, he's a very important person, and he's got some places to be. David Taylor. Welcome to the favorites. Thank you for your submission. Congrats on your big win. Uh, I feel like this is the, the pinnacle of my of my betting career. I just don't know where it goes from here, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't go down. Uh, Scooch, <laughs> say hello to David Taylor. Yeah. David, congratulations. Loved your prop. Thank you, guys. It was, it was, it was fun getting creative and thinking about it. So Let's um, tell people what the prop is. So uh, one of the themes, we talked about this before it came on, David, like a lot of themes about Tom Brady and age and Jared Goff and Bill Belichick and Sean McVay and government shutdown. But I think Scooch and I both felt like you hit on a theme that was incredibly important to the NFL and was very sort of timely, which was uh, referees and their performance and kickers, which was thematic for the entire year in the NFL. So your theme was referees versus kickers. Um, and your prop is what will have a greater Total yardage, total yardage of all made field goals or total yardage of all accepted penalties. And what I loved was you did the research. Average penalties against accepted for Rams and Pats around 50 yards per game. Um, So I thought that was amazing that you had that and that, you know, obviously referees are going to be so important and you had the expected... uh, Expected the made yard, made field goal yardage and accepted penalty yardage to both be around 120. So, kudos, man. Tell me how you thought of it. Yeah, you hit it, Chad. I was just thinking about what's making headlines recently and how to put that in a prop. And I just kept coming back to this this visual of, of referees versus kickers in some sort of proposition octagon squaring off. And I just uh, I just knew I had to stick with it and kept playing with numbers to figure out. If I can come up with two numbers that were close to try and keep, uh, you know, keep the line around minus one ten, and just landed on those two. So I, I think uh, minus one ten might be a little bit uh, generous for the kickers. After thinking about it, I think the kickers might need to be a small favorite, but uh, I'll let Scooch do the pricing on the prop. Scooch, what do you think of what he's saying? Yeah, that, yeah, that was my initial reaction, just a slight favor, but I, but I like the numbers, and we could we could adjust it. We might we might even uh, put in minus a couple of yards, like minus put in minus two and a half, but it is very, very similar, the, the, you know, the expected uh, uh, yardage outcomes. Scooch, what did you like about this prop? Well, like, it's simple, easy to understand. There's not a whole lot of explaining to do. Uh, that That's always key. It's, it's easy to kind of 
put into the system and still be interesting enough to where it can generate a lot of conversation. And like we said before, it's topical. I mean, this is the, especially coming off of that uh, Saints game. Uh, referees are very topical, and uh, we did get quite a few props that had kind of referees involved in it. But but I think this was kind of simple and to the point enough to to where uh, it kind of hit on all the things we we're looking for. David, you mentioned you you sort of had a vision of uh, referees and kickers facing off in some kind of prop octagon, which is a funny way to describe it. Uh, how much time did you spend trying to research and thinking about this prop? Oh, maybe 15, 20 minutes thinking up the idea, and then, of course, the research and trying to come up with pricing was was most of the time. And I was also trying to come up with a prop that could stay alive till the very end of the game. Uh, you know, a lot of the props, they're decided by first quarter, third quarter, if, you know, they go over the limit. So, you know, to, if, the, if the game comes down to a field goal and that uh, swings the prop one way or the other, I think that's a pretty exciting outcome for everybody that bet it. God, I hadn't even considered that. That is... I didn't either. That's a great Brilliant. Point. Yep. Oh, my God, that is so good. Uh, David, where are you from? I'm out of the uh, Springfield, Missouri area. Springfield, Missouri. I like that. I don't know that we've ever had anybody on from Missouri. Well, ever? we've heard of it, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> well, I know it. I know it. I know it is the, uh, it's not the capital of Missouri. That's Jefferson City. Yeah. Springfield is the capital of Illinois, where I am from. You and I uh, are natural geographic rivals. Right there, right there. Um, how long have you been gambling? What's your, what's your gambling background? Give us some history here. I'm a numbers guy and always been a big sports fan. So just a natural, uh, like of both. And that just came together in betting and had a great uncle that taught me a lot about it. So I've just been, I've been, I've been doing it for probably 15 or 20 years now. God bless. You great. Out to Vegas. Right. Sorry about that. Scooch. You're probably going to give him a buffet, no, okay. but I'm just thinking about like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like all the uncles out there who teach their nephews how to bet. I had, I had to work in a, a I had to work in the, uh, you know, credit, credit to the uncle so he could hear this on the, on the podcast. Does he listen to the podcast? Yeah. Do you want to name him? Do you want to give him his name? No, I won't do that. No. Is this like a hush hush thing? Uncle G. Uncle G! <laughs> Way to go, Uncle G. We're giving him half credit for coming up with the prop. Scooch. Definitely, definitely some credit. So here's what happens, David. Yep. Here's what happens. Uh, you're going to get a picture taken of this prop, and it's going to be sent to you via email, and you will forever be able to brag that you got a prop up in Vegas. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Scooch, you got anything else to say to David? Yeah, he's got a buffet coming. Let me know when you're in town. <laughs> Make a couple trips out, so now I'll definitely have to stop by the Orleans and uh, drop off some money and track you down for a buffet. Sounds good. Love to meet you. David Taylor, winner of the 2019 Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. Fly safe wherever you're going. Thanks for entering. Congratulations on winning. Thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. All right, Brian, you too. Thanks. Scooch, another satisfied yeah. winner. Yeah, it's exciting. Love this. I love this contest. Yep. It's so good. When are you going to get the prop up? 
probably later today. So, okay. so it'll be it'll up be by up, it'll, it'll be up yeah. Wednesday morning. Yep. All right, that's great. Uh, right now, where is the game for you? We are big Rams fans. We're at uh, Patriots minus two and a half, minus a dollar twenty. Um, all of the early money, all, all throughout uh, the last week, was uh, was all on Patriots. Um, drove the line by Friday. Uh, I went to three even, which I didn't think I would do. Uh, but I went to three even. I was there for about two and a half days and uh, went back yesterday to uh, two and a half minus 20 on the game. Took a couple couple of bets on the Rams. Not not enormous bets, but I just didn't want to get completely off of the decision. Having, having moved it from the Rams minus one to the Patriots minus three, I didn't want to give everything back on the Rams at plus three. So uh, we went back to two and a half minus 20, where we're taking more Patriots action. And um, what size bets? Tell me about the size, Johnny. Um, most of the, most of the big bets that we've taken were in the neighborhood of, uh, 10 to 20,000. Um, we took a couple of, uh, a couple of $50,000 bets, uh, one on, one on each side. So, uh, that, that kind of balanced, balanced things out. But most of the, most of the 10 and $20,000 bets were on the Patriots and, um, and then quite a few on the under the game, uh, in the neighborhood of 10, 20,000, uh, under 59, 58, we're down to 57 on the game. We went as low as, uh, uh, 56 and a half and it came back up. So uh, a lot of money on the, the under from sharp guys. Under, uh, what about when it got down as low as it did? Did they start buying back on the over? Uh, just then we started seeing a lot of public, uh, money, some sizable bets from from, but just not from professional betters that we know of. And there's still some 56 and a half out there, and it's it's just building up. Parlays are building up on either team to the over. So so everybody likes to parlay either the Patriots and over or the Rams and over. So we have much more parlay money on the over, but all the straight bet money is on the under. So we've got two kind of dynamics going against each other. Uh, the sharp guys love the under in this game. They're betting the under in the first half, under in the quarters, everything having to do with the under and, and a much lower scoring game than what the line would dictate. And uh, and then, of course, the public loves the over. So <laughs> they're going against each other. Do the wise guys like the under at any price? Like, I see this at 57, 57 and a half, and I like the over. Uh, when you say any price, I mean at uh, at fifty six. I didn't see too much action coming under like fifty six and a half. Um, so at any price, I'm not. I, I don't know that they like it at any price, but uh, they certainly think it's. You know, they certainly think it's going to go under. What do you think? I well, I, we liked it over. We tried to shade it on the high side. We um, and just looking at. I, I we're we're trying to move to where the where we think the public is going to be because at the end of the day we're going to get much more public money uh, than we are uh, from from some of the professionals. But uh, I I think the second half is just going to they're just going to light it up. I I think they may come out a little tentative. Uh, we may see under in the first half. I could under I understand that a little bit more. 
Um, but I just think it's going to turn into a shootout. I do too. I think it's going to be a shootout. I am decidedly on the side of um, anybody who's taking the Rams. Either Honestly, I might take them on the money line. Um, but I'm certainly liking them at two and a half. And if it gets back to Sunday and I can get him at three, all the better. But I'm looking at like a Rams, a close game and an over here. Does that make me square? <laughs> yeah. No, well, pro- yeah. no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> on, the over, on the over, it does. I don't think the Rams is a square play. I, I, think, uh, I think the Rams is probably on the side of the uh, where I think the, the sharp guys will be. They haven't really... You know, last couple of years, the uh, the big heavy betting kind of professional betters, the syndicates and so forth, uh, they haven't tipped their hand until a couple of hours before game time. So looking at some of this line move, I have to just kind of keep that in the back of my mind that uh, a, a lot of the money that got this game to move from minus one Rams to minus two and a half New England wasn't the real big money that we'd normally see from these guys. It was kind of, I, it, it, I, I'm just wondering if they're setting up a lot of books to kind of get as high as they can before coming in uh, with both fists on the Rams on game day. You're getting played. <laughs> well, you, you know, they, they feast on when I say they, I mean like the guys that try to manipulate the market. They kind of feast on on a lot of books moving lines very quickly off of low money. So if they know that they can get a lot of sports books to to move significantly on a game of this size off of just you know ten thousand dollar bets, then they know they can come in with ten times that amount on game day and get the best number and have a shot at a three point middle. So it's you know. It, it's a great move by them. Totally. Um, and, I, and that's why I said I'm just real leery about going to three and just taking as much money on the Rams at plus three as I took on New England at minus one, minus one and a half, minus two and a half. Uh, that's just bad bookmaking. Yeah, it is. Bad bookmaking. How many props did you post? I didn't count them, but it looks like in the in the neighborhood of about three hundred. Three hundred props. What prop right now is getting getting the most action? Uh, well, the three kind of the mainstays that have been getting more and more action every year is: uh, will there be a safety? Will there be overtime? And will there be a two point conversion? And that draws the most money because they're such big prices that will take these like ten thousand dollar bets. To, to win a thousand on the no, and then we'll take like a hundred bets of a hundred dollars on the yes. So, so uh, it draws a draws a lot of action both ways, and uh, and they're they're probably getting the most. Um, I find it interesting that the coin toss prop it seems like more people bet heads uh, by a by a much larger margin. That always fascinates me. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the train. I was on the train uh, coming into the city the other day. And I sat down, and next to me was a uh, penny, and it was heads up. I thought to myself, Picky, pick a penny up all day long. You'll have good luck, unless it's tails. Then it fails. <laughs> that actually went through your mind, did it? It did. Yeah. <laughs> totally did. That safety prop is interesting. So a couple of years ago, I think the, the game began with the Broncos and the Seahawks, and there was a safety. And like... 
how much did that screw you guys up when it happened? Oh, so it was ironic because we lost, you know, hundreds of thousands on the first, on the first, what was it the first play of the game? It was the first scoring play. So we had, I think it was 50 to one that, um, that the, uh, that the first scoring play would be a safety or it might've even been a hundred to one at the time. Uh, so, uh, we, we got crushed on that one. We got, uh, crushed on a couple of other props tied to a safety and tied to, you know, first score of the game. And, uh, and then ironically, it turned into our, one of our best Super Bowls ever, uh, <laughs> because, uh, we needed, uh, Seattle big in that one. And, uh, that was one of the games that we opened, uh, pick and went to, Broncos minus three. So even though it had the bad beginning, it had a great ending, and we were able to fade a lot of that loss. Uh, but then we had another safety. I think Tom Brady threw in against the Falcons, wasn't it? When he uh, yes. um, he threw a pass in the end zone, and there was a holding call or intentional grounding in the end zone, and another one, and and the uh, first play, scoring play of the game was a safety. So it, it was two two years back, a couple years back to back that crushed us. And uh, so that's why all of a sudden, like, the price on the safety is so much higher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the odds are really still the same, and, but uh, there's just so much more interest in it now uh, from the general public that are looking to bet the yes. And so that kind of gives a little bit of value to the sharp guys who are laying the price on the no. So uh, that's why I said it's drawing the most action. What individual player prop have you taken the most action on? Um. I think most people are fascinated with just anything having to do with uh, uh, Brady and Goff. Um, just uh, will will Brady throw a, a touchdown in every quarter? Uh, things like that. I'm not sure that I have just a ton on just one particular prop. Uh, we're, we're we're just starting to get so much money on, on on all of them. I don't know which one's leading the pack right now. Will you make more money? Will the handle be higher? on props than it will be on sides and totals? I don't think the handle will be higher. They're pre- they're getting pretty close. I think it used to be kind of a 60-40 split, uh, where about 40% of the action would come in on the props. Uh, so I don't think that that's going to surpass the amount we write on the game in total. Uh, but uh, typically we, we hold a little higher percentage on a lot of these props. So um, maybe maybe the win the actual revenue part will be higher than whatever we make on the game. Props have become fascinating. I'm telling you, man, and I'm surprised you guys don't do more of this in Vegas, but you should be posting a ton of player props every night for every NBA game. I'm working on it. Um, you know, the, the hardest part is just the, 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 the setup or, or the automation in terms of the feed and everything. So, um, we're working with a couple of companies right now. I'd love to get it. I, I saw some fascinating stuff out there. Um, just book it completely, you know, all the in-game wagering. Uh, this will be the, the, the biggest handle for in-game wagering this Super Bowl than ever before because just more operators have it and they have, um, you know, a, a better product now. So I know for us, this will be the, the biggest in-game wagering handle we've ever had. Wow. Didn't take long. Did not take long. No. No, not at all. I mean, we've been talking about it on the podcast all year. Like, I love live wagering. I'm going to live wager the crapola out of this game. (laughs) 
I think I think a lot of people feel like you know, especially if they can't make up their mind on the uh, the two and a half points or maybe the total, they they just figure let me watch the first five minutes of the game, see how it pans out, and see if I can get any kind of value on something that I do like or something that I do see, and it's opened up a whole new dimension in betting. I do think live wagering is bad for the punditry business because pretty soon it just doesn't make matter like what you what your opinion is pregame because you can just get off it as soon as you you know like and I don't that's know. a great point like what you breaking down the game i mean the the only thing you could do is kind of like maybe break it down like it's a horse race and say uh here's how the first quarter is going to go second quarter and then and then but like you said once the game stop starts all that is irrelevant and now it's just what people see with what you know the naked eye yeah it's like who cares what i'm saying pregame like if things change i'm just going to get down in a different direction and try to leverage and arbitrage and hedge and all the other edges that you know arbitrage hedgy ledgy whatever i'm going to go yeah. for that yep yep scooch guess what it's time for the premiere moment of the podcast season Scooch Roulette Super Bowl version. Wow. Here we are. Here we are. Face to face. A couple of silver spoons. <laughs> Hoping to find we're two of a kind. I could be the lead singer for the Scootles. You could, but you're not. <laughs> oh, snap. You know, I did... Um, when I was in fifth grade, we had uh, talent shows at my overnight camp, Camp Nebagamin mm-hmm. in Lake Nebagamin, Wisconsin. And uh, one semester, one one session, I sang The Gambler by Kenny Rogers, uh, foreshadowing. And the second semester, the second session, I um, sang Yesterday by The Beatles. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was so bad. I only got by because I was so little and so cute. I I used to sing. They used to have me sing at every school play. Really? Yeah. Little, Everyone, whether I wanted to or not, they, it was like I didn't know I had a choice to say no. Little Robert Scucci is going <laughs> to sing you a song. Hey, I wrote. I, I sent you a song. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to hear it. I didn't get to hear it because I thought we were going to play it at the podcast, and um, oh, we didn't get to. Okay. And and so I haven't heard it yet. So I'll get it from. The producers, and we'll have to play it. I'll have to play it uh, okay. after the Super Bowl. Um, okay. All right, Scooch, let's make your choice. I'm going to go first. What do you think of that? Okay. Give me the well, Rams. Well, what if we have the same side? Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Well, no, you can't because I just chose the Rams. <laughs> okay. So choose something else. Well, you got 300 goddamn props. Choose one of those. Well, no, I'll, I'll go with the over on the game. Oh, so you're going to be square like me. Yeah, Rams and over. All right, Scooch, I got the Rams, you got the over. We are a couple of squares. We can parlay that shit and make some moolah. (laughs) All right. This has been our 2018 NFL uh, Favorites podcast season. This was the last one before the Super Bowl. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening. I certainly appreciate everybody who came out for the uh, live Favorites episode. 
This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Bob Scucci. Get us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Download us at Apple Podcasts at radio.com slash the Action Network or wherever you get your podcast. Good luck in the Super Bowl this weekend. Till next time.